Hey everybody, welcome back to Quarantine Chronicles with your host, Melissa. Hey everyone, happy Friday. Welcome back to another Free For All Friday. If you are new, welcome to this tragedy of a podcast. If you are coming back for another episode, God bless you. <laughs> and your tolerance for annoying people. But anyways, happy Friday. We made it through another week and I need to switch chairs because this is not my regular chair. So one second. We're back. I'm back. I also have a bag of open Doritos in front of me and that's just the mood of 2020. <laughs> so I hope we all had a great week. Um, the, what we're, what I'm going to talk about in this episode is something that it might've been Monday. I think it was Monday. I came up with this idea because I was driving up a street and I don't know where you, obviously I don't know where any of the listeners live, but in New England, parts of New England, I should say closer to the Boston area, where places are cities and over congestion and just a million people are squished into a town or a city. And street parking is just crazy over here. So I was driving up a street and this person had their car door like wide open. And it just brought me back to the good old days of taking driving lessons and the one thing that I remember from driving school is not how to parallel park (laughs) but the one thing I do remember is the instructor telling us that if someone leaves their car door open and you hit it let's just say like they're parked on a street or whatever a main road and you hit that open door, it's not your fault. It's the person who left the door wide open's fault. And that was the only thing that I remembered from driving school. And I was like, you know, that's kind of a weird law because not that people leave their doors open all the time, but when you live in a city where it's so congested and people are getting in the car, getting out of the car, like you could just basically hit a bunch of car doors that are open and it wouldn't be your fault. Like, I'm not telling you to do this, but I'm just saying like, that's just an odd law to me because the car hit the open door. But at the same time, I can see it because you're part like I can see it both ways. I can see it um, being the person who hit the door's fault, even though it's not. And then I guess I can see it from the point of view of the parked car that left their door open on a main road. Because, like, why are you leaving your door open on a main road? So I guess, you know, it does make sense. But imagine just, like, someone going wild and, like, hitting all these open doors, like, on a main road. Isn't that? I don't know. So I was like, that's kind of a weird law that I don't think too many people actually know about. And I want to Google this to make sure that it's real. But that's the only thing that I remember from driving school. So let me look it up really quick to make sure that my facts are indeed accurate. 
I Googled it, but then I got distracted by the Doritos, but the Doritos are away now, so we're good. We're good. We can concentrate again. So I guess it varies state to state, but for the most part, except for California, that seems to be its own 50-50 weird law thing. In Massachusetts, there is an open door law. If your door is open or you're opening it and it causes a collision, that's presumed presumed to be your fault. So at least in Massachusetts it is. It might vary state to state. Nonetheless, I still think it's kind of a weird law. And that's honestly the only thing that I remember from driving school. (laughs) But it's also one of those things that when I tell people, they're like, really? I had no idea. And honestly, like my brain is filled with Cardi B lyrics. It's filled with 90s music lyrics, um, random memories and that random car law but then that kind of spiraled my thinking into what other weird laws are out there in the world which is what this episode is going to be about I'm going to be looking up weird laws I kind of want to just do in Massachusetts but that's not going to be fun if you don't live in Mass so we might just do weird laws all together like giddy up let's get ready get your Doritos get your lemonade seltzer And let's get this weird law party started. Woo! Number one, we are starting with the state that I forgot existed, Wyoming. Where is Wyoming, you might be asking? How do you spell Wyoming? Is Wyoming actually a weird, is actually a state? (laughs) Is Wyoming a state? Um... Wyoming is a landlocked state in the western U.S. It's the 10th largest state by area, and it is also the least populous and second most sparsely populated. Isn't that contradicting? All right, anyways, what is Wyoming famous for? Wyoming draws millions of tourists each year, really, to its seven national parks, (gasps) including Yellowstone. Okay, all right. Ooh, the U.S. Um, also travels, U.S. people also travel to see Devil's Tower, a rock formation sacred to the Plains tribe. Wow, that was declared the first national no- monument by, by who? By Theodore Roosevelt in 1906. Okay, now that we got way off topic... Anyways, so in Wyoming, the weirdest law that they have is no intoxicated skiing. They're just trying to take the fun out of everything these days. No drunk skiing in Wyoming. The state law holds that no person shall move uphill on any passenger tramway or use any ski slope or trail while such person's ability to do so is impaired by the consumption of alcohol or by the use of any illicit controlled substance or other drug okay first of all this is a run-on sentence okay (laughs) second of all this law is way too long Like, just say don't ski while intoxicated. Like, what, like, person's ability to do so is impaired by the consumption of alcohol, by the use of any illicit control. Like, okay, we get it. 
Just stop making it so complicated. Like if someone is drunk while skiing, they're going to get pulled over. <laughs> um, wait a minute. How like is are there like ski police? Like are, are there police on the ski rink? Like how how would someone know? How would one know if another person was intoxicated? Like skiing is an individual or I assume it is. I've never been skiing, but it's an individual sport activity. How are they going to know? Like I'm just like, OK, so I just said I didn't go. I've never gone skiing. If I try to go skiing one time and I seem like I'm intoxicated because I don't know what I'm doing, but in reality, I've just never skied before. Who's like, is someone going to pull me over on the slopes? You know what I mean? Like, how did this law come about? I don't think I want to know. So we're just going to move on to Wisconsin. Wisconsin, another state that I forgot existed. It's the W's, man. It's the W's. I apologize to anybody listening to this from Wyoming or Wisconsin. I'm sure it's much more beautiful and tolerable than Massachusetts is. So (laughs) Wisconsin, there are cheese standards. Their cheese standards are regulated. What does that mean? I don't really know. Wisconsin takes its cheese seriously. State law requires that cheese labeled as Wisconsin Certified Premium Grade AA meet a certain standard. It must be fine, highly pleasing, and free from undesirable flavors and odors. That's so interesting to me. So they have links that, oh my God, that actually go into the law. (laughs) I love this. This is so great. Like this is actually a huge PDF format um a pdf file that it's subchapter four cheddar granular and washed curd cheese grade standard so it has the one that we just read and then body and texture characteristics the body and texture of the cheese of grade aa cheddar needs to be shall oh sorry shall be firm and solid smooth compact and close the cheese may possess a few small small mechanical openings to a very slight degree and shall appear translucent the texture of granular cheese may be solid compact and close or alternatively it may be medium open with numerous small mechanical openings <laughs> distributed throughout the cheese body and texture standards are shown in the grade aa column of table two <laughs> this is so, oh my god they have color characteristics should i read this was wisconsin certified premium grade aa cheddar and granular granular and washed curd cheese may be uncolored or colored to any degree recognized in the cheese industry. The color shall be uniform and not dull or faded. The cheese may possess numerous tiny white specks associated with aged cheese. Color standards are shown in column of table three. What has happened? Like, does this mean cheese can't be green in Wisconsin because it's not the standard uh, 
like recognizable color in the cheese industry. This is so wild. Okay, let's move on. West Virginia. No lewd and lascivious behavior. Lascivious? Oh, I'm going to seem so dumb. Hold on. Let me have Google read it to me so I know what I'm saying. It's lascivious. So no lewd and lascivious behavior before marriage. In 1931, West Virginia passed a law banning lewd and lascivious cohabitation and conduct before marriage. But this law was finally repealed in 2010. Wow, that's like not that long ago. That's crazy. Washington has a law that it is illegal to kill Bigfoot. And honestly, I'm for it. I'm not going to lie. I am for it. Bigfoot hunters beware. Scamania. Possibly didn't pronounce that right. Scamania County, Washington, passed a law in 1969 deeming the slanging of Bigfoot to be a felony and punishable by five years in prison. The law was later amended, designated Bigfoot as an endangered species. Damn, I really wish this was still a law. Virginia, no hunting on Sundays unless you're killing raccoons. Wow, what a great head, uh, what a great title. In Virginia, it's illegal to hunt or kill any wild bird or wild animal, including any nuisance species on Sundays. However, it is permissible to kill raccoons. Yo, what do raccoons ever do to you, Virginia? Like, why? Why? Like, what? Come on, I would be pissed off, excuse my language, if I was a raccoon and I would be like, y'all are trying to tell me that, oh, we can't kill, we can't kill animals on Sunday, but you can kill me still? No, I don't think so. I think I'm going to write to the state of Virginia. This is awful bullcrap and I want to take Virginia to court. That's it. That's what it is. Find me, Virginia. Find me. Get my number. Call my people because I ain't trying to call you. You guys, gross. Let's move on. Vermont. No forbidding people from putting up clotheslines. It's illegal in Vermont to prohibit clotheslines. Okay, so that's weird. That's like a double negative. So it's illegal to go against clotheslines. It's illegal to prohibit clotheslines. So it's illegal for me to not, to forbid, okay. That's like a double negative, you know what I mean? It's illegal in Vermont to prohibit clotheslines, okay. The law forbids regulations that prohibit clotheslines or other energy devices based on renewable sources. Is it? Or other energy devices based on renewable resources. Huh. I wonder if like neighbors were going at each other and they were like, yo, don't put a clothesline in your yard. I don't want to look at that every day. And then the neighbor was like, you can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me not to put a clothesline in my yard. And then this law became a thing. (laughs) 
Okay, Vermont, that's fine. I will put millions of clotheslines up if I ever move to Vermont. In Utah, ooh, let's see Utah, it's illegal to cause a catastrophe. What? In Utah, it's illegal to cause a catastrophe. State law defines a catastrophe as widespread injury or damage Caused by weapons of mass destruction, explosion, fire, flood, avalanche, or building collapse. It's illegal to ca- to cause it. What? Isn't that like, what? It, Utah, what? What? Girl, we got to talk about this law. This is like, this is like. Five different stories that you're trying to put in one sentence here. This is like Twilight and Jumanji and the Fast and Furious plot lines all in one, all in one sentence. (laughs) Okay, so I went into the link that they provided to get a little bit more description because that was very confusing. Because to me, reading that out loud, that just seemed like if anybody commits a crime, it's illegal. Like... They define a catastrophe as a widespread injury or a damage caused by weapons of mass destruction, explosion, fire, flood, avalanche. First of all, who's going to be like, yo, I'm a flood this whole place. And then like, what are they going to do? Get a bucket of water and fill it up and pour it and then fill it up and pour it. Like, what is that what they're talking about? And like an avalanche, like. How am I going to cause an avalanche? Or how am I going to cause a whole building to collapse? Like that just seems like natural nature. You know? (laughs) So that's why I went into the link. So let's see. Any person is guilty of causing a catastrophe if the person causes widespread injury or damage to persons or property by A... Use of weapon of mass destruction, okay. Explosion, fire, flood, avalanche, collapse of a building or other harmful or destructive force. Causing a catastrophe is a first degree felony. Yeah, it's a first degree felony. Okay, I don't, I'm not even going to try. I'm sorry, Utah. Like, I don't know what, I I don't know. Let's just move on to Texas. (laughs) I am not going to try and figure that law out because that just makes it seem like if you cause if you commit a crime it's illegal but like why like what like where does the avalanche come into that that's where I'm just confused anyways I'm gonna use that as like not a threat but like if I get into a quarrel with someone I might say oh you better watch your back I might cause an avalanche just saying (laughs) Okay, in Texas, you can get married by proxy. I I don't know what proxy is, so I'm just going to Google that really quick. Oh, okay. I actually didn't know this, you guys. So a proxy marriage is a marriage where someone stands in for the other party to take the vows. One of the two people being married is not physically present for the wedding. So like someone standing in pretty much. Um, that's really interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that could be a thing. So like if my husband doesn't show up to the, not doesn't show up, but like if he's somewhere else, 
Um, and I think like a lot of, I'm just, I just typed in proxy marriage and I think it seems to be military. I'm seeing a lot of armed forces, proxy marriage, military. So that totally makes sense to me. So like if my husband was like in war or like, you know what I mean? Then, but we wanted to get married still, someone could stand in for him. I would totally have my sister stand in. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay, so in Texas, marriages by proxy are perfectly legal. In other words, if you have a legitimate reason for absence, like military service, you can send someone to get married in your place. As long as you have all the right documentation. Wait, like I kind of like that though. Like I'm not going to lie. So instead of me going, I could like hire someone to go. And I totally understand the military service. Like I totally get that. But let's just take a different path, a different avenue. And let's talk about laziness. So instead of me getting dressed up and glammed up and all that jazz, I can hire someone to stand in for me and say my vows. (laughs) But I totally do understand, like, the military service, that totally makes sense. And that also, I just feel like that should be legal everywhere, honestly. Let's move on to Tennessee. You cannot hold public office if you've been in a duel. According to the Tennessee Constitution, it's illegal to hold public office if a person does any of the following. If they fight a duel or knowingly be the bearer of a challenge to fight a duel or send or accept a challenge for that purpose or be an aider or an abiter in fighting a duel. D-U-E-L, just in case if I pronounced it wrong. In South Carolina, a law once made a man guilty of a misdemeanor if he seduced an unmarried woman using deception and promise of marriage. The law was repealed in 2016. I don't think they should have repealed this law. (laughs) So a man was basically guilty if he seduced an unmarried woman using the promise of marriage. I don't see anything wrong with that being a law. I think South Carolina, bring that law back. Bring it back. Bring it back. But honestly, it was repealed in 2016. That was only four years ago. (laughs) Man, what a time to be alive in South Carolina in the any time before 2016. Let's see Rhode Island. Biting off someone's limb could earn you 20 years in prison. In Rhode Island, you can face up to 20 years in prison if you put out an eye, if you put out an eye, slit the nose, ear, or lip, or cut off, bite off, or disable any limb or member of another. All right, well, I think that's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. Moving on to Pennsylvania. No bartering infant children. These are getting, uh, these are getting weird. I'm not going to lie. Bartering means exchanged for goods. If you live in Pennsylvania, don't try selling your child. 
State law stipulates that a person is guilty of a misdemeanor of the first degree if he if he deals in humanity by trading, bartering, buying, selling, or dealing in infant children. Yikes. Yikes. Although, I think a family, when my uncle was born, tried to buy him. So, I guess it happens. Like, that's scary and creepy. And let's move on to Oregon. (laughs) Um, No practicing occult arts. If you want your fortune told, you won't find it in Yamahill, Yamhill, Yamhill, Oregon. It's illegal there to practice occult arts. To find out fortune. Oh, oh no, Oregon. I liked you in Oregon Trail, but uh-uh. So <laughs> they define occult arts as fortune telling, astrology. Phrenology, I don't know what phrenology is, P-H-R-E-N-O-L-O-G-Y, palmistry, so I assume that's like maybe reading of the palms, clairvoyance, mesmerism, spiritualism, or any other practice generally recognized to be unsound and unscientific, whereby an attempt or pretense is made, Oregon girl, We were cool in Oregon Trail, but I don't know if we're cool now. You know what? We weren't really cool in Oregon Trail because I kept getting like explosive diarrhea and my wagon kept um, breaking down. So you know what, Oregon? We're good. We're moving on to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, no eavesdropping. No, that's actually really good. Nosy people might be wise to avoid Oklahoma. According to state law, every person guilty of secretly loitering about any building with intent to overhear, discourse, theorin, and to repeat or publish the same to vex, annoy, or injure others is guilty of a misdemeanor. Ohio, if your dangerous animal escapes, you have to report it to authorities. Well, that just seems like a good law to me, Ohio. Next time you're in Grand Rapids, Ohio, be careful with your foreign animal. The law requires that the owner or keeper of any member of a species of the animal kingdom that escapes from the owners or keepers. (gasps) These laws are run on sentence or keepers custody or control and that is not indigenous to the state or presence a risk of serious physical harm to persons or property must report to the escape to the authorities within one hour holy smokes these are too long too long of a law we're just gonna skip it i don't you know if your tiger goes missing call the authorities within an hour that's pretty much what it was North Dakota, you need permission to exterminate a pigeon. Pigeons can be annoying, but in North Dakota, you need permission to exterminate one. State law holds that no person, firm, or corporation shall exterminate pigeons or other harmful wild birds without having, without first having obtained a permit from the Fargo Health Department. If you have enough time on your hands to try, well, what if the pigeon's like inside the house? Okay, let's move on to North Carolina. Oh, this is a good one. I like this. Oh, 
do I? Okay. So it says North Carolina. No meetings if members are in costumes. And it shows a business meeting and there is a guy or there is a person in a gorilla suit, head to toe, even the hands. And honestly, I'm kind of for it. I think we should be able to dress up in costumes. <laughs> in North Carolina, it's illegal to hold a meeting or a demonstration while wearing a mask, hood, or other costume. The law sounds random, but was likely passed to crack down. Oh, to crack down. The law sounds random, but was likely passed to crack down on Ku Klux Klan activities in the state. There she is. New York. No mask wearing unless you're at a party. Unless you're at a gathering that's received proper approval, it's illegal in New York to be masked or in any manner disguised by unusual or unnatural attire or facial alteration. Well, <laughs> oh, I was going to make a COVID joke, but I was going to say not now because we all have to wear masks. All right, let's move on to New Mexico. Where is Massachusetts? I kind of, can we, uh... All right, we'll do New Mexico because I said it, but then I want to see one in mass. And I think that's where we're going to end on. So wait a minute. I see a watermelon and a pregnant lady. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to leave this link down below so you guys can look through each state. But if you're wondering about the pregnant lady and, New and the watermelon, it's for the state of New Hampshire. So if you wanted to look at that, Go for it, but we're going to go back to New Mexico. Idiots can't vote. <laughs> okay. For over a century, New Mexico law stipulated that idiots were ineligible to vote. In 2016, the discriminatory language, which referred to mentally disabled people, was finally repealed. What? Really, New Mexico? Really? Let's move on. We don't need that negative energy. I am surprised by that one. Let's see what Massachusetts is. And we will end on hopefully a good note with Massachusetts. New Mexico, I don't know where you at, but nope. Massachusetts, you must sing the national anthem correctly. <laughs> um, make sure you've got your wits about you when you when singing the national anthem in Massachusetts. According to the state law, if a person plays, sings, or renders the Star-Spangled Banner in any public place, theater, motion picture hall, restaurant, or cafe, or at any public entertainment other than as a whole and separate composition or number without a, without embellishment. Oh my God, there's still like four more lines. Without embellishment or addition in the way of national or other melodies can face a fine. In other words, singing the national anthem incorrectly can get you in trouble. So why not just have that be the law? Why not just have that be the law? That's an interesting one. 
Um, can we just Google maybe like a couple more about Massachusetts and then we'll end? All right, we're just going to do like a speed round because these are hilarious. And honestly, another thing that I learned, not at driving school, but rules are rules because at some point in time, someone did that and it became a rule or law not to do it. And it's going to make perfect sense. (laughs) In Boston, duels can be carried out to death on Sunday as long as the governor is present. Cool. This is the one that I'm kind of talking about, though. It is illegal to take a line to the movies. That means someone tried to take a line to the movies. And they were like, well, this needs to be a law that people can't take a line to the movies. (laughs) Let's see what else. No gorillas are allowed in the backseat of cars. Maybe they're allowed in the front seat or in the trunk. (laughs) In Boston, it is illegal to bathe unless your doctor gives you a prescription. But it is also illegal not to bathe before going to bed in Boston. That's really weird because I don't have no idea what we're talking about anymore. Goatees are illegal unless you obtain and pay for a license to wear your goatee in public. I am totally, totally putting this on Instagram. Goatees are illegal unless you obtain and pay for a license to wear your goatee in public. That's amazing. It is illegal in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts to scare a pigeon. Yeah, you know why? Because the pigeons like live in mass like this is their home. Christmas has been illegal. What? Christmas has been illegal in Massachusetts since 1659? If you celebrate Christmas, you will be fined five shillings. I don't know what that is. In Boston, it's illegal to play the fiddle. Roosters cannot go into bakeries. Defacing a milk carton is punishable by a $10 fine in Massachusetts. It is illegal to give beer to hospital patients. Damn. False teeth must... (laughs) What? (laughs) False... Oh, God. Must I say this? False teeth must be removed during sexual intercourse. All right, that's where we're going to end this episode. So I hope that you guys... Um, enjoyed this episode and maybe you learned some interesting new laws maybe you already knew these um that's where I'm gonna end it though at the false teeth must be removed during sexual intercourse wow what a sentence with words that I never knew would be in one sentence but here we are today Friday the 13th so um enjoy the rest of your night Links will be in the episode description because this is kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. And it's just good conversation starters. Like when you're on a first date. Hey, do you want to hear about some laws about false teeth? Hubba hubba. All right. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you on Sunday's episode. Stay safe, stay happy and be nice to everybody.